Hello, design and product enthusiasts, and welcome to Rethinking UX, the Golden Circle talk show, where we discuss the latest trends, burning issues, and what it takes to be a successful designer and a product leader. Get ready to deep dive into the world of design innovations with a fantastic guest that we have today. She is Richa Sarabhai. She has been in the design game for over 18 years. Currently, she is the director of experience design for Nagaro. Richa is all about creative strategy, innovation, and crafting mind-blowing design solutions. She has worked her magic at top-notch places like Sapient, Adobe, and Publicist Groups. Now she is on a mission to redefine design at Nagaro. Join us for a fun and insightful journey into the world of design and innovation. Hey, Richa, how are you? Hey, Mayur, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's a pleasure to introduce uh, our design rock star today, Richa Sarabahi. So, Richa, let's kick off this discussion with uh, the basic question that I have and like many of the designers like me will have. And I was looking at your LinkedIn profile, right? For last 18 years, you have been working purely in consulting and service-based industry, right? Yes. So, if yes. I have to ask you, even for my knowledge and for our audience, right? What are the differences between the product based or product-led industry and uh, service-based or service-led industry. And if you have to give some mantra to a product designer, uh, how and what about these two industries, right? Yeah, sure, Mayur. Uh, like you said, you know, I have always been in a service industry. I never really got to work in a product, uh, you know, company. I'd love to do it at some point in my career, but uh, I know a lot of people who are part of product companies like, you know, people from my team who left and went to a product company and I know through their experiences and all uh, how, you know, they, they navigated the atmosphere there and everything. But uh, very simply speaking, I'd say, uh, you know, there's what I believe is there's a time to be in service and there's a time to be in product. Uh, very frankly, <laughs> if somebody has to start their career in uh, user experience or, uh, you know, design, yeah. they should start it in service because the kind of exposure that you get, be it multiple domains, uh, you know, or be it just very quickly going from one thing to the next and getting that yeah. immense learning, right? Yeah. That I feel somehow that product is missing at least yeah. in the beginning of somebody's career sure. when you are seasoned enough i feel that when you know that you know you can you you know the game a little bit and you know you know your skills yeah. and you are at a certain point in your career that's when you can you know very easily go over to the other side be in a product company uh, yeah. i feel product companies are very focused on what they are doing right mm -hmm. and that is something that's kind of like a deep dive right so from doing almost everything, talking about all kinds of domain, you then go into a very specialized place where, you know, you're yeah. talking about just one product, you're looking at the users for that one product, you're looking at, you know, one feature for like uh, a long time, let's say six months, you know, I know people who are in big enough companies who are looking at certain products and they're like, you know, six months I spent on one button. So yeah. that is that is that is its own kind of environment, I feel, you know, and that's its own own kind of learning as well. 
so yeah i mean very simply to answer your question when you start your career try doing everything like be the jack of all trades and then go on to focus on something more specific like a product yeah sure no uh, i think like rightly mentioned and i'll also wear a devil's hat devil's hat right because i am from the other side of the world so i've spent <laughs> few years with the service based or consulting industry uh, and i do hear you out uh, the amount of projects or the kind of project that you are exposed to right uh, that is quite mind blowing and phenomenal i remember i was in accenture uh, in 2015 right and in two years we worked on 300 projects right yeah. and, and 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 beat surface beat google glass beat uh, 3d printer right yeah. which i think in many of the product led companies right you don't even have access to those uh, those innovative tech right and i'm talking mm. about 2013 and 15 right yeah uh, but on the other side uh, while working in the service base right you are only working on the one side of the ux right because you are not there to see how your designs have performed what numbers yeah. they have delivered right uh, are they are in, is uh, are they impacting the business so sometimes do you do you see or do you see that as a gap area and 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 how do you negate for yourself and for your team right yeah so uh, what i'll tell you is what we have started doing when we deliver something like when we get to an rfp stage or when we get a project we start mm-hmm. with a big discovery phase right mm-hmm. we do our initial research we do like a due diligence and then we deliver a mvp we make it a point to do testing once we have a mvp so that we go with at least a basic number you know of the impact that we have been able to create so yeah. that's one thing that we have started doing uh you know for the last two years at least now so you know we we definitely want to do that is what we tell our clients that you know we we need to know the impact that we have created and that's when it also uh kind of helps you uh yeah. when we go back into the design because it's an iterative process right if yeah. you don't let us go back to the users if you don't let us iterate on what we have done and make it better then why get into a discovery altogether right then you can use your own you know business ideas to create a product but if you have come to us to you know go through the entire process of getting a discovery done getting to know your users and everything it makes absolute sense for you to also look at what impact we have been able to create but very rightly said mayur that's the point where somewhere or the other we have to leave it off and until and unless it's a project that we have uh you know that we deliver end to end and where we have uh, embedded testing into the sprints we mm-hmm. at some point lose that ability to understand the impact that sure. we continually create sure yeah. no uh, i think like rightly pointed out the other two aspects of working in a service based industry and uh, in the current context right uh, i have seen i have this i was talking to many of the design leaders uh, in product based they are more business led now right yeah. Uh, yeah. and ux actual core ux takes time right even like research yeah. takes time though there is a lean uh, research lean ux yeah. all those are fine i think that the service based uh, industry or the company are the place where you can actually fulfill your 
the entire ux process right you complete you end to end i have i was talking to someone from one of the big big five consulting companies right and they have eight months nine months to deliver a project right from from inception till the launch yeah and and that made me think right at least one thing which cannot go wrong is the final delivery because it will go through all the rigorous ux process right uh that was one the the second i think what i also believe is uh every designer goes through a rigorous process of hiring and being hired again and again by the client right yeah. so their soft skills right uh facing the stakeholders right yeah. that uh i think is missing in the product industry uh mm-hmm. because once you are hired you are in a comfort zone now no matter what right you are there that's that's yeah. that's highly unlike than the service and so like there are there are pros and cons uh but one one last question on this point uh you must be having many of your customers who must be a recurring customer right that means whatever you are delivering you know that okay they will come back and uh ask you right what has worked yeah. what has not worked so how many of uh as a percentage like how how many customers are like uh, those where you are working continuously 2 3 years so that uh, at least that number part or the business goal right you have to yeah. you cannot o- oversee or like you cannot over you you cannot miss it right that's what i am yeah. that's what i mean so how many yeah. what is the percentage of those customers thankfully in nagaro most of the work that we get is a recurring work from our clients be it design work be it technology work new a lot of like i really can't put a number to it but i'll try to find it out but uh, if i can say so at least 50% i believe would be just recurring work that's huge so that that's just huge. goes on to show the kind of commitment that we have uh, towards our clients you know and why caring uh, stands out as our core values is uh, why a lot of clients come back to us like you know yeah. we are uh pretty big now uh but still at a point where you know that personalized attention to each customer and each project is still there and that is yeah. what the clients appreciate i think so that is the reason that we keep getting recurring business from the clients that we have and even for design like if i have to talk about there are a lot of clients that just keep coming back like we uh, we they know the kind of work that we deliver right and yeah. then they'll come back for more and they'll be like okay now we are doing this so you know let's do it again and it has also very uh you know as a delight to us has gone from just delivering a particular project to also being in a space where why don't you teach us how you do it right sure. at least yeah. design thinking wise you know uh that you do this so nicely why don't yeah. you teach our teams to apply design thinking to what they are doing and yeah. as and how we started doing that we realized that you know that's the premise of design thinking that you don't really need to be a designer to be able to apply it yeah. right yeah. and the yeah. best of the ideas come from the people who know the domain you know and the client yeah. side people know their domain in and out that's what they yeah. do all day right yeah. so when we work along with them when we are teaching them design thinking or when we are having design thinking workshops with them we get so many ideas from them which we help them enhance and a yeah. lot of times we come back with them and then we are able to pitch it back to them saying you know these are the ideas we get got from your people and we can do this for you so sure. that's that works perfectly 
Yeah. No, I, I do keep talking to few of your team members. You have, I know you have a large team of 200 designers. Right? That's what you told me last time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one thing they uh, they do talk about is the workshops that you do each time, every time with your customers, right? And yeah. the other thing is, like, this is also evangelizing the great work that the that the design team does, even within Nagaro, right? Yeah. Uh, that also builds trust in turn, which goes long, long way, right? Even with your customers and your internal. And I think in some way, it also becomes a strong pillar, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I remember long time back, right? Uh, when a function or a team used to talk to a client, right? Most of the time, they used to miss the design team. But off late in last six, seven years, I have seen that there is a stakeholder from the design team who, who is there or a leader is there to yeah. make sure to answer the questions that they cannot do it. That saves time and uh, they can also plan it better. Right. Great. Uh, the the because we have worked for so long. Right. The next question comes uh, to you is uh, any innovative projects that you are proudest about or uh, in last 18 years, right? Mm-hmm. Irrespective of any companies you were in, which you thought, okay, uh, you have to work here, right? And like one of, if you ask me, right, one of the projects where I was quite uh, excited was when I had to create the experience center for one of our previous, uh, for like one of my previous companies, right? And because it was an innovative project, uh, most of the stakeholders uh, they said no because when there is an innovation there is a risk right yeah. uh, and i thought like that's also a chance for me as a design leader and for my team to come ahead and own something new right and we owned that and we like ran it for six months and it was quite a success uh, any project that comes to your mind and i'm asking especially to you because you are in a service industry and there is no barrier right it is yeah. anything and everything so any project that comes to your mind uh Vicha? Uh, I think I will refrain from talking about one particular project as such, sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> but I definitely like to say uh, that the way that we are working now is what I'm proud of. So mm. over the last, uh, you know, one, one and a half years or two years or so, like you rightly said, you know, uh, there's a seat at the table for a design person or a design leader. That is what I am really proud of. Uh, I don't want to talk about a project in detail or in obscurity, but that's what I'll say that, you know, A, that, and the second point that uh, we are having clients come back to us and ask us to do more and more uh, user-led work is what I would say I'm proud of. So a lot of UX majorly, even till two years back, what we were doing was through, you know, quickly talking to the stakeholders, gathering requirements, you know, making something out, guessing what we are doing and all that. Uh, But now it's it's changed. I'm, and I, I know I know that it's a very different answer from you, what you probably would be, uh, you know, expecting. But uh, and you know I can talk at length about you know because we are a technology company. Uh, yeah. There's no dearth of innovation in terms of technology and design coming together. You know okay. we we are working with AI right now. We are working mm-hmm. with, have been working with 
iot and vr right. ar whatever you you know you you whatever there is in the industry is what we are sure. looking at and what we are doing mm-hmm. and uh, a part of the design studio is always to look at how to be you know the trend predictor in the industry rather than following so most of our work over the years has been around you know okay you know this is the new technology that's coming let's quickly start building on pocs along sure. with the right people uh, which involves design right from the start and then we start pitching it to our clients sure. so projects have been immensely uh, you know innovative throughout uh the years but like i said you know being a designer uh mm-hmm. what i love now is that uh we can proudly say most of our projects now are user led like when we are doing research we have mm-hmm. the end users with us we do not guess we do not rely just on the stakeholders or technology okay. uh we are doing all of them along with the end users and making sure they are heard making sure we are designing for them and we are making sure that we are testing out i think that that itself is a win win situation right because yeah. uh in many a times you don't even have an access to a user when you are working for a client right yeah. let's imagine a banking right yeah. i know if you have to get a banking consumers for research it has to go through the legalities and it takes 6 months right absolutely uh, but but if but if that's happening in some way and you have the hack uh like with you uh for like working in the industry for quite some time but i won't leave you uh, uh again coming back right if not the project right yeah. any innovative hardware that uh, or even in future like as i said right poc like you did mention right yes. currently it's all ai right few yeah. months back or few years back it was something else yeah. uh is it only ai or you also foresee something else hitting you and you want you and your team to be prepared beforehand uh right now the focus is very much on ai right now we are uh looking at you know just doing something uh mayur you there yeah i am there i am there okay sorry i lost you for a second yeah so right now the focus is very much on ai and how do we use it for different domains Mm-hmm. so when i said that we are working on uh, you know uh, ai with different uh, bus what we are trying to do is create a design accelerator mm-hmm. that we can quickly put on top of anything that we are answering to so any solution that we are making or any rfp or any design uh, even non design thing that we are answering yeah. to we try to put it on top of that and say that you know uh, this is even if it's a small thing like you know this area is where you can use this particular thing and don't worry about it we are not just asking you to imagine we already have certain things with us that you can look at yeah. that you can use so uh, that i think is something that we have been doing for a long time okay. in fact the entire company's focus is on uh, ai a lot right now where we are actively looking at how we can utilize it in everyday lives like it doesn't have to be a 10x or a 100x innovation for anybody to do it like you know sure. how can banks use it how can healthcare use it how can automotive use it you know these are the things that we are looking at trying to get it into our everyday lives instead of making it sound like you know it's a huge breakthrough or it's a huge innovation it is there it has been like our point of view it has been there for a long time 
now that it is becoming more mainstream let's try to integrate it in ways which makes everybody lives easier for people hmm. so that's the focus okay okay uh we have talked about all good things about uh, service industry right yeah. the mostly pros right uh, and i am sure that working with the multiple clients uh, in the product industry right working with internal stakeholders and for uh, for us they are the clients right yeah. first hand clients right working with them knowing them who they are it is many a times a challenge right to make them understand why and why not for you the customer is a fresh customer all the time every time right most of the time right uh, yeah. so what are the top two or three challenges that you uh that you come across on daily basis and how do you keep yourself updated and your team right because uh, mm-hmm. more than you i think you if there are multiple projects like running parallelly right you cannot be there all the time so mm-hmm. your first line your leaders has to be there and they have to replicate your thought process right so Absolutely. what are those challenges and what the designers from the product industry or the enterprise in, like industry can learn from uh, the service industry yeah i mean challenges uh, i have been talking about you know client coming back to us and asking for us to do discovery and all but of course there's also a flip side not everybody comes asking us to do certain kind of work there have been the challenges to make them understand why we want to do certain things you know mm-hmm. if not like a full fledged discovery we have to have be at that bargaining point where you know okay let us do at least this you know let this us one. show you the value of doing just this little bit once you see it you know you can take the decision to do something bigger and so, tell me richa yeah. i'm just like stopping you here this is primarily because of the cost or to reduce the cost or, or cost and timeline right? both cost and, and timeline both timeline yeah. both yeah. i mean people just want something to happen like really fast like Three months give me the entire product, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if we say that you know we just need like three weeks or four weeks to do a discovery or do some sort of research and then give you you know a certain direction or a roadmap for doing something, then for them it's like almost a month gone. Like you know if somebody is expecting a full-fledged product in three four months, uh, spending one month without and and a lot of people say you know what will we get at the end of it? uh is it like you know a, a little bit of the product at least and if the answer is no it's a big no no for them like you know one month we spend and there's not even a deliverable in terms of you know the product yeah. like we're like you know it's not a product but there will be a lot of things that you will get you know you will yeah. actually get an entire product strategy you will know how to do certain things and all that but when somebody is not seen it it is difficult to convince them of it Yeah. right that's why i say that you know then we get into a little bit of that bargain at least let us do this much see if it brings you value then we can do more of it and and if that bargain doesn't go well then it also impacts the design delivery or the product delivery right it does definitely yeah it it has to but but i would say even then i think because uh, there is a function that needs to be roped in right and they needs to be and they have to be chargeable right so mm-hmm. at least the design function or research function or the workshop they are they are in some quantum right uh, in product that that that's not that is not even a, an option many a times i mm-hmm. you won't believe one of the feature we launched and we had only one month from discovery to develop and launch and we only had 7 days 
right? Uh, but that's also a different kind of fun, right? Because that yeah. also makes you a seasoned designer, yeah. uh, knowing what the business goal is, and then you work backwards, right? You yeah. do a handsome prioritization, right? Yeah. Not a bad one, but a good, optimized, handsome prioritization. What and Absolutely. what not? Keeping okay, keeping the knowledge and the insights. somewhere on the paper that okay if not now then in future we will implement it right uh, but yeah that's a, tell me one thing how does that impacts the team's morale because nowadays it's not a rocket science right everyone knows what's the process right how mm. consumer insights working for consumer working with consumer right or user or human i call them human now everyone is a human right uh, yeah. so uh, how does that impact the design team and how do you overcome those uh, impact if it's in a negative way of not doing discovery properly of of not doing the way it needs to be done the right way of doing anything right if if yeah by any like reason if it is not because see where you said right you know what why it was not done and what were the challenges because you were part yeah. of that thing right yeah. you know that you and your team and everyone from nagar would have fought big time right yeah. but the other team members they are not aware right yeah. so any anything that you have as a process uh, which has worked for you and i'm asking you because i do have few things and i keep doing it uh, but i would love to learn from your exhaustive and Uh, like experience working with so many clients i'll also ask you just a hypothetical number how many clients uh, like you have worked with right or projects you have worked with but first uh, how do you keep the morale up for your team see it's a delicate balance for anybody to strike uh, i there are design led projects there is discovery happening in a lot of uh you know projects that we are doing but of course again there are many projects where we are not doing that and uh there are people who are okay with that like you mm-hmm. know this is what it is and what we are doing and then there are people who of course you know aspire to do more of discovery on their projects and everything and mm-hmm. the balance is to try to find such work for them like okay. you know right now and that's the advantage of being in service right mm. your one project is not the only one that you have sure. you will get out of it at any point in time and then you will go to another one or within mm. that project or you know like a bu if i say even if a, a designer is in one bu and they did mm. one project for a long time which had no uh, research or discovery or very much you know design application on it they mm-hmm. will definitely get on to another one i encourage people to come to me and tell me that this is what we want to do this is what we aspire to do and then trying to find the right kind of work for them mm-hmm. and a lot of cases where they are not able to do it uh, we encourage them to help us because uh, the studio does a lot of research mm-hmm. right uh, so we like just to explain we have the design studio which is the first point of contact for anybody like any rfps any projects that we are kick starting happens through us and then we send it to the respective bus where the other designers from within the bu take it over so uh, you know when they want to do something and they are not able to do the research and they're like yeah. you know this is what i want to learn this is what i want to do we encourage them to come and spend some time with us while we are doing it 
so even if it's shadowing even if it's doing a lot of analysis that we are doing in the background we try to keep people in the mix and we try to do it with them so even if you they, it's not their project they yeah. are a part of the research that's happening so that's what mm. we try to do. and and the way the this discussion is going i am assuming that you don't need to sell your design team i think it's the need for any project to have you on board right which was unlike a uh, few years back where yeah. even the design leaders used to sell themselves right yeah. we are here to help you out please yeah. make us chargeable right put some uh, some something on the uh, yeah. on the like uh, excel sheet so uh, but what we are talking about right and like uh, you have not pinpointed which project and what uh, you know creative ideas but i think innovation is like a middle name for all the designers in the service service industry uh, but how do you keep uh, the creative juice flowing right because many a times the client is coming and they are asking for some project right if it's a big one then you have a good lever to move around and play around with new technology new hardware right uh, but do you also uh, do pocs internally within the team uh to keep something ready keep something handy for your uh product or the business folks so that when the time yeah. comes they can do it yeah that's what we do that's what i'm saying so when we started with like i said the ai accelerator it was around you know building pocs nobody had come to us and asked us for it because the yeah. company focuses ai what is design doing for ai becomes a question for me for the studio right and then that's the direction that we start doing some work in so there wasn't really a requirement but we started working on it uh the other ways that we try to keep the creative juices flowing is uh, you know having if we are having like a a client come to our office uh we don't rely on just giving them presentations through ppts we okay. try to think of giving them an experience like if it's a design session let's give them an experience of you know what we do and how we do it it could be you know uh, even doing a quick hackathon uh, within the design team right yeah. so there are a lot of designers that we encourage to come and say you know this is the problem statement that we foresee or that we have asked the client that they have like or a point of view that they would want to see us give them around you know a certain problem statement let's have a mm -hmm. hackathon around it let's have small teams uh, build a point of view around it and let's present it to the client at the end of it right so this is what we do we don't give just a capability walk through to tell them you know this is what design is this is what we do these are the services that we provide uh, once we are done with that and that's like really a quick uh, thing for us we then take them along to uh you know this experience where you know okay fine uh you said that xyz was your problem statement here are mm -hmm. five solutions to it or five point of views to it not even a solution sure. because you know it's too premature to say you know these are solutions it may not be solutions for them so we say you, you know these are five different perspectives that designers within nagaro have for your problem statement so you know you come to us if you asked us to work on something we have this 
collective creative group who can give you a lot of solutions so it becomes you know sort of like an experience for them also there are clients who have been delighted by that like you know they are usually uh, the sessions that they are having are sitting in a you know meeting room or a war room yeah. and going through presentation after presentation from there to actually going into okay fine you know this is actually tasting uh, what different point of views can look like from a creative point yeah. of view so that delights them a lot and you know to answer your question keep the keep the creative juices flowing not just for the studio for the rest of the company as well designers yeah yeah so we are we are in an evolution the era of evolution right mm-hmm. uh, and everything is constantly changing right what what has worked for us for you or for me or for our team members two years back or three years back it's not the same now right uh, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to all the listeners right uh, on uh, how the future is how to prepare for the future and especially to the ux designers right or the yeah. ux researchers if they have to be what is that mantra if they want to get hired at nagaro if there is an open <laughs> position uh, anytime few uh, in future or even now yeah no my biggest advice to anybody who calls themselves a ux designer is know the process right yeah. that's like the basic know your basics know everything like that's what i want to see in people that okay. even though you have not been able to do it on your projects because not every company is able to provide that kind of experience but you know what you are doing you know your craft right so be yeah. it through reading more be it through interacting with different designers be it through getting mentorship there are so many platforms now if you are not doing that then you are doing a disservice to yourself because the avenues are open for you right there's so much yeah. that uh, the internet has to offer alone right uh, yeah, let alone true. anything else so if you know your craft you should know your craft like it's not even a if you should know your craft so that's the basic for me that's what i tell everybody like people who come to me for mentorship people who are in the company already that you know even if you are in don't don't get rusted like that's not what you're here for or even if you are on a project where you're crying that you know you're not able to do really cutting edge work or you're not able to re- do research or anything don't spend that time crying spend that time actually building yeah. on your skill set right so that that for me is like a really so that that also thing. that also reminds me of like one of the incident from my life right my dad is phd in uh, genetics which is highly oh, wow. fancy right yeah. uh, and my eldest brother he is phd in plant breeding and my dad <laughs> asked me okay, why don't you go and do something and i said no two two phd's are enough right and 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 i took it lightly at that point of time which is around 95 1995 mm-hmm. right uh, but as you mentioned right if you have the craft you know how to mold it right Absolutely. we talk about lean ux lean research right but you can only do it when you know what ux and what research is right if you Absolutely. don't know the 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 wholesome of the entire process right how will you how will you know what not to do right that's Absolutely. that's even more important right so and then again coming back right if i had an option to go back to 1995 and do it again right i would have said okay let's do phd let's in do computer PhD. science or something else right <laughs> and uh, it is quite phenomenal the the kind of knowledge that you can see the beauty is in post production of the knowledge right yeah. 
add remove and all those stuff but uh, no good i think uh, we had a great discussion as we wrap our awesome discussion with richa sarabahi one thing is clear design isn't just about things making things pretty but it's about making things work we have explored the wild ride of the service industry dived hard head first into innovation and seen how design is shaking up the business world richa thanks a million for sharing your design wisdom with us today and to all our design enthusiasts out there remember design is all about pushing the boundaries and having a blast while doing it until next time keep the creativity flowing and the design rocking see you soon talk to you soon uh, thanks a lot bye bye